what a destroyed inbox looks like. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more inside glass. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. This week, we we asked you guys to do something, and you did it. It's amazing. So it's amazing. Maybe that's, we were, maybe that's we were, a secret. Say, here's the thing to tell us, and tell us it. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So um, it, it actually became very clear that the topic for this week should be your guys's input because there's a lot of it yep and i think it'd be uh interesting and fun to talk about so how's it going oh all good all good still um prepping for the st patrick's day show saturday before st patrick's my um, bassist finger is healing and he thinks he'll be able to play and so that's good and um uh, just doing the work for that job too uh we're trying to figure out the next time the band can get in a room and uh start making some noise been having a lot of fun just texting ideas you know with this 90s thing being out in the forefront, there's a lot of fresh stuff. So yeah, just trying to figure out what we could do to make the show more interesting and like cool ideas. And that's kind of been one of the brighter points in my day, just getting text messages with fun stuff to put into the show. So that is fun. Yeah, the next step is just making it happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, the rehearsals that aren't really rehearsals, but are like hang out and have ideas and throw songs around. That, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. You know, yeah. prepping a set list you've already got for a show is, you know, that's kind of the work. The, the play is like, Oh gosh, remember this one? You know, I love those. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to like the, we haven't played in a couple of weeks and we need to get in this room and work out these songs because yeah. the gig is tomorrow. Right. Do we still remember yeah. anything? Yeah. Less of those and, and more of the, the low stakes, high fun yeah. situations. Yeah. Good. Speaking of low stakes and high fun, let's go to reviews. I feel like I'm really getting close to this. The segue, segue thing, thing is, yeah, right. you got to keep working it. I think I think we're getting there. I'm almost there. I mean, I've never been closer. And speaking of getting there, here's reviews. All right. This one's from Kay. It says, witty and helpful. Dan and Adam, top billing, want to see their listeners succeed at whatever level they play the cover band game at. If cover band life is your hobby or profession, this show has something for you. Ah. Thanks, Kate, for the kind words. Please leave some more reviews. We uh, we love hearing from you guys. We could technically turn some of these emails into reviews because they also say nice things. Yeah. So we may just do that. Yeah, could be. A couple of housekeeping notes, milestones, exciting things. As of this week, we hit half a million views on our YouTube channel, Boom. which is um, is a lot. The reason why I even thought about it was because my friend Emily in uh, Get Offset posted that her channel just hit 2 million views. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what our views are at. So I went and I looked and I was like, well, wouldn't you know it? Huh. So Emily's a little further down the road than we are, but uh, you know, we're, we're on our way. We're up and coming. We're Any big content faced. that jumps out? Anything in particular that led the, led the charge? The things that tend to do the best are the musician react stuff. It's a sneaky way of making podcast content feel like YouTube content. Right. Where we just, we talk about our opinions on things and you just say guitarists react or musicians react. But yeah, they're mostly podcast episodes or topics from the podcast that we've, you know, kind of twisted into some other stuff. It's good. Yeah. It, I mean, it feels validating that like the thing that we've been doing this entire time is actually the thing that, you know, <laughs> people want to, <laughs> want to consume. Yeah, that's handy. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's a pretty good feeling. Yeah, yeah. The other just fun little note is that we charted in Hong Kong this week. I, th I, that's never happened before. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Go Hong Kong. So if you're in Hong Kong, you're listening to us. I appreciate it. Or if you're uh, one of our regular listeners who was just like dipping into Hong Kong and you just streamed our episode, you know, 20, 30 times, I, I appreciate that too. It, it's all about just getting out there. And now, you know, it's one less thing on the bucket list. Chart Hong Kong done. Yep. We can go to the next yep. one. Yep. Next country. Let's go. All right. So 
We asked you guys about your your first song opening set and your thought processes and your theories and things. And you guys just really came and hit us up and yeah. gave us really fun stuff to work with. Yeah. So uh, super stoked on that. And so uh, we just wanted to go through all of them. And for all of the reasons why you pick the songs you pick. And I've had to break them up into different channels of information. But for the most part, there's some overlap and everybody kind of has uh, ha- has something to contribute. So I'm pretty stoked to, uh, to go over these. Excellent. So first things first, got to the end of the episode and realized that I never said what we opened up with. Ah. So I- I'm going to go first. Yes. Because it's my show and I can do that. But. With the 80s band, we open up with Video Killed the Radio Star because it's the first song that was ever played on MTV. And so when we're doing just kind of the run of the mill public show or whatever, that's what we open with. We've delved into other ones, but that, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's good. Have you thought about what you're going to open the 90s show with? Yes, we've been talking about that a little bit and we've done it a couple of different ways. And actually, a lot of the contributions are from 90s bands. So let's not step on them. So yeah, saying? I want to kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm with you. There's I'm an amalgamation you. of information for sure to consume. For sure. And then you you had said that you guys start with. Uh, don't, uh, don't you forget about me. Don't you forget about me. And then like Lovely Day. Lovely Day comes. Yeah. Kind of yeah. The, is that the it, next one? second or third after that? Yeah. The, Got it. I, I try, try to put a Taylor song, my co-singer mm-hmm. in there. So it's not me opening with two. So yep. I'll do something of hers and then and then my second one's usually Lovely Day. Perfect. So we'll go ahead and start in the Patreon group because they were the ones that sparked the conversation in the first place. So uh, we're just going to go down the list. Mike Schulte, the Pork Tornadoes, you know what they open with? Somebody Told Me by the Killers. Yeah. And that's a good one. The, uh, the intro kind of builds, which is kind of a cool way to get things going. Yeah. And it's got and, some urgency and some energy to it. And knowing the tornadoes, they push that and they... The pork tornadoes move is to build the song into big rock and then pull it way back and then slam you with it again. That's kind of yeah. the shape of their tunes. So I can see that working well for that one. Mark Budwit, his band opens up with Don't Bring Me Down by ELO. I got to tell you, you I never have. And that feels like such an ambitious choice to me. I'd love to do it. Sounds like fun. Kind of inspired to see that on the yeah. list, um, but I've never done it. I've had bands that tried it and I don't know, it may have made it out of the rehearsal once or twice, but yeah, it, it we either couldn't quite nail it or just it didn't connect yeah. but it is i mean i guess it's it's all yeah. guitar isn't it it's not like heavy synthy orchestra no. like a lot of yellow is yeah but it's it's so vocally like dense True. everything's double triple yeah. stacked it's, yeah. it's 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 pretty pretty big and you gotta yeah. and you gotta figure out what the word is if it's bruce or Groose or bruce. something we are, yeah it's a fun one yeah josh from rising phoenix he's in a basically a hair metal tribute uh, or just really kind of eighties rock tribute. They open up with Panama. I mean, killer. You could do worse. Killer. I mean that. that he did say. Sorry, I was gonna say the intro riff of Panama is like the intro riff of all hair rock. I, I, I hear it. I hear it perfectly. I think it's an awesome choice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We do it. It's typically a second set for us, but I, I can see it doing the same job as an opener. It's a wake up call. Kevin Sabat from Uncle Jesse. They're doing life as a highway, and and when prompted about which version it's like well we kind of do like a, a hybrid we do a little bit of one and a little bit of the other hmm. so they pay tribute to the original while also honoring the you know modern interpretation of rascal flats okay it's a pretty good pretty good one kevin nace from the alibis they do beer never broke my heart by luke combs <laughs> that's i mean yeah that's that's one way to do it yeah 
Michael Harris from Diamond Avenue, they do Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones, which is coming out pretty strong. It is. Yeah. You've got to really be willing to keep that energy level going uh, right after that. Uh, let's see. Brandon Patrick, his band uh, does Open Up Your Eyes by Tonic, which is one of my favorite songs. Mm. It's earnest and it rocks. It's kind of heavy, but it's not too fast. Like I think that's a really cool way to ease your audience into, into it. It's not necessarily the most obvious choice. You know, it's probably their second or third single, but man, every band I've played in, I've always loved doing it. Cool. Super rad. Dennis Patrick from Smoking Gun, uh, they alternate. Keep your hands to yourself. Georgia Satellites, that's a good one. And wrong. then um, Smoking Gun is a co-ed group, and so they also sometimes open up with Last Name by Carrie Underwood, uh-huh. which is a pretty fun one. It's about making poor decisions. And so, you know, you're doing that at a bar gig, it's, you're kind of setting the tone. Yeah. Adam Z from You've Got 90s, they either open up with Blink-182's Damn It or EMF's Unbelievable, which I have always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That's a super fun one. Yep. And then uh, Jason Adler from After 7 Tucson, he said uh, they do Take It Easy, Route 66, or It's All Been Done, which is a pretty wide swath of, yeah. of selections. Yeah. Interesting. You know, you, you're doing, yeah, you're going like classic rock. Oldie. Oldies or 90s, yeah. if that's the Bare Naked Ladies tune. Which I think it, I think it is. They're all fun, yeah, but fun in their very very different ways. But I mean, you know, I like that you can tailor it to an audience. That's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having options where uh, you can kind of read the room. Good stuff. All right, let's move over to Instagram. There was a couple of those. Uh, the seventy sevens band at the seventy sevens underscore band. So we open with the rock show by Blink one eighty two or all the small things. Generally, get things off to a good start. Yep. Got a sneaking suspicion they are either a pop punk group or a 90s group. Mike, uh, who's a buddy of mine, he's got a uh, pop punk email group called My Chemical Bromance. You can find them at My Chemical Bromance underscore band. Great. They open with Sweetness by Jimmy World because he, uh, it says he literally asks the crowd if they're listening, which is a good way to yeah. get their attention. Let's see. Uh, YouTube got Shane's Queen site. They uh, open up with Now I'm Here by Queen. Huh. Scott Hall, 1998. Opening up with Final Countdown. Now, it's actually, huh. I've heard multiple groups say that they open up with a Final Countdown. I think that opening keyboard riff is very iconic and attention-getting. Boy, it feels like a closer to me, though. I don't think it's a closer. I think the amount of time it takes, that might be one of the longest intros of all time. Yeah, if you don't count, four, the, if you don't count four play. I don't know. I think it may be longer. Yeah, it's got to be almost over a minute, before, be a minute. The, yeah. before it kicks in. I was really shocked by the number, like the sheer volume of people who mentioned the final countdown, because this isn't the only one that mentioned it huh. like by a long shot. Yeah. But uh, I guess the folks like it. Yeah. It has the same effect around 80s pop that um, Panama has around 80s hair metal, right? Yeah. This, the intro I mean, is like the same kind of iconic, like, oh my God, they're playing that moment. I, I get it having the same effect. We had somebody that was really obsessed with us doing Heat of the Moment by Asia. Huh. And that one's... I don't know. I think that would be a, a cool idea because it, it comes in really big yep. and you can do any solo over the one that's on the record because it's so terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. For all of the great things from the 80s, there were a lot of bad guitar solos. Yeah. Um, and that was definitely one of them. Yeah. Not important. Moving on. FTF John is currently set to tie your mother down. So it's the second queen uh, entry yep. because we can play it with a lot of energy. Uh, about to change it, though, to something more well known. So maybe the audience isn't connecting with it. They don't recognize it. I mean, I'd be stoked to to hear Tie Your Mother Down. Yeah. I mean, for 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 like a radio queen fan, though, that's pretty deep cut. Yeah. For the run of the mill fan that may be a little, a little more than they're able to uh yeah. to onboard. 
Uh, next one, autofill, which is O-T-T-O fill. Nice. P-H-I-L. That's pretty funny. Currently, it's absolutely story of a girl. And then previously, previously it was my own worst enemy straight into all the small things. Uh. And uh, since they are clearly a 90s band, yeah. uh, they also say that on Halloween, they have opened with Dragula by Rob <laughs> Zombie. Which yeah. Probably be, that'd be pretty that'd fun work. to do. That'd work. Billy Lyons says Yellow by Coldplay, which is an interesting choice, I think. Yeah. I guess it, it really does boil down to what kind of show you run. For sure. I mean, you're coming in mellow, but super recognizable. It's probably one of the more well-known, really, 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 really sad songs. Yes. Can you think of any other sad songs that are more popular or more people, more people know about it? Maybe Fast Car Now. Fast Car Now, for sure. That's probably the only one that can top it that I can think of. Well, we do, we do, we do, um, black velvet. That's arguably a sad song. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. I was, I mean, you could probably pick almost any Phil Collins song. It's going to be sad. In sure. Some way. Sure. Cover band confidential at gmail.com. What do you think is the most popular saddest song? There you go. We're really crushing this. Since uh, we're on a roll. Engagement. Yeah. With emails and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Contact do it. So yeah, we're going to move, uh, to the emails. I wanted to give the kind of the shorter, answers first uh since p- some people were kind enough to uh to write a bunch of stuff first up ken said our opening song is bad moon rising by Creedence clearwater revival great song great one it's also kind of one of those things where it's like hinting at maybe some bad decisions are going to be made <laughs> you know, that's definitely yeah some people are into that yeah yeah um, but you're establishing genre right out of the gate right it's like yep i think a lot of bands might play credence but that one in particular is going to be more of a again classic rocky sort of deep cut that is uh, not that deep but not rock stuff not the Creeds top, did yeah. so not the first one you think yeah of. yeah unless they're doing uh the me first and the gimme gimme versions where they go to double time during the choruses yeah that's pretty fun all right this next one is from john our last three set club gig opened with the other side by aerosmith kind of a deep cut mm-hmm. our last two hour single set gig opened with the final countdown there you go so a lot of folks it's out there uh let's see here Jeff wrote, hey guys, loved your most recent episode. We are playing our first gig tomorrow with a new singer. And our first song of the set is Spooky by Atlanta Rhythm Section. Pretty interesting choice. Yeah. The thought behind the choice is no one usually dances the first song, but it would give an impression of what the band can do as far as musicianship goes. So by the end of the first set, we'll do Talk to You Later by the Tubes. Keep up the great work on the videos, gear, reviews, and podcasts. Yeah, so Jeff is leaning into the theory I posited, which is that the first set is just going to be that way and you should make the most of it and you know make hay for people listening but not being up on you. Yeah, it's a good theory. The last one here is from Tom. It says, hi guys, great episode as always. We generally open our sets with Learn to Fly by the Foo Fighters, which we have done before. Love it's it. Pretty yeah, good. I love it. If we're playing to an older crowd, we'll open with You Can't Always Get What You Want by the Rolling Stones. Kind of a, uh-huh. you know, it's a cool choice. Regarding set lists and adding new songs, I'd like to get your thoughts so we actually can have a little conversation. Oh. I've always felt if you're learning a new tune, it should only be for set two or three, the more upbeat sets. Then it gives you the opportunity to move something from those sets to set one, slowly making set one a stronger set. What do you think? Hmm. Do, well, do you attest to the first thought process, which is if you're learning a song, it should only be in sets two or three? I've never, I've never had that thought. Um, mm-hmm. Now that it's been presented to me, let me think about it. I think the thing that I came out of last week feeling was that maybe there's just something to that early in the night before people are properly, you know, lubricated has a certain energy and trying to fight that is pointless. And so yeah. you should make the most of it. 
And I think that there are songs you might want to add to that deliberately. I, th- I see no reason you should say, well, set one is my cast-offs. I don't think that's right. I think there are things you yeah. might choose to put in set one and learn and put there. So yeah. I think I prefer that attitude to like, I'm only going to onboard new set three bangers and then try and up bang my set one, even though we kind <laughs> of all know that's never really going to work. I, I, I think that's, I think that's where I've landed after a conversation last week. Yeah. So I, I see it from both sides of the argument because yeah, I mean, it would be pretty smart of you to onboard bangers to your set because the more bangers you know the more bangers you can play you can really end your shows with a lot of a lot of zazz a lot of energy a lot of good stuff but my thought process has always kind of been put the new songs in the towards the front of the show mostly for the thought process of this could go not (laughs) as intended yeah and you don't want to drop the energy on its head towards the end of the night. For sure. You know? Yeah, the stakes are lower so, in the earlier part of the night. So you try out new stuff there. That makes sense too. Yeah. So that's typically what we would do. I think the last like big, like big song that we that we added was Simply Irresistible. And that still is, it's a second set song, but it's not necessarily... We, we've done it both ways. So you can kind of do it early second set. We've also done it late first set. It kind of does the same job either, either way. It, because it just, it's, it's driving. It's yep. the energy's good and it's just cool. It's just a cool song. And yeah. So I, yeah, I, I don't think there should necessarily be any sort of hard rule about where new songs go, Yeah, but you should definitely learn songs that are bangers and you should also be able or be willing to kind of experiment with new material and try to figure out where it fits over the course of the night, but maybe start it towards, <laughs> towards the beginning. Yeah. You know, if you clam a part in the fourth song of a uh, 30 song set, by the time you get to the last song, the, the clams have been eaten. There's no clam to be seen. <laughs> clams gone. They don't, yeah. The clams gone. They, they're off. The tide came out or in <laughs> and pulled them. This is a metaphor that's working. And um, this is, this is um, working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The clams have swum away. I, yes. I, <laughs> I saw some video where this, this comedian kept going at the end. It's like, that's pretty funny. You're, you're basically willing whatever is happening to, to right. come yeah. into fruition. So I was like, this is working. This is working. Yeah. That's the confidence that I was trying to convey. Yeah. No, the clam metaphor crushed. Crushed clams. Crushed. Nope. That's not a dish. Oh, no. All right, folks, that's, that's it. If you, uh, if you want to be a part of the conversation, you can still send them in. Yep. Maybe at some point we can take all of this information and put it into like, uh, some sort of machine learning algorithm and it can use, tell, use, tell the computer what kind of band you are and it will just tell you what first song you should do. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried asking chat GPT or something like that for set lists? Have you talked to talk to it about that yeah no i mean there's a there's a version of that on the uh, on the youtube yeah i made a, a couple of and it, it it's it was surprisingly okay yeah as far as like selection goes the order was even with like additional prompts like it shouldn't in, generally increase the energy is this like computers no. don't understand that i tried giving it a few songs with keys and bpms mm-hmm. and it came back to me with a set list of additional songs that would fit that genre, whatever with keys and BPMs that were completely wrong, like not in the ballpark. So yeah, it doesn't know anything about song energies. That's, that's not. Well, um, and also there's not any sort of master repository of what key and what tempo 
songs actually are. So the computer can only do what it can with the data that it's provided, yeah. you know, uh, without any sort of actually accepted spot. Spotify's API does have that. Does it? Yep. And it also scores things for danceability, acousticness, speechiness, various things like that. Um, but kind of it's not to what you were using. It, it, it is what I was using. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, That's fair. But I don't know that ChatGPT really got to that. You know, they, they scraped data that kind of came in a different way than that. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, for sure, it, it, it was not able to tell me, you know, superstition is an A. It, it didn't know that. Yeah. I, I would also think that Spotify wouldn't want to give that information away to somebody for, for that that specific purpose. So that's probably why it doesn't have it. Well, I may, maybe that's our next uh, our next venture is to, you know, come up with the maybe. machine learning first song deal. Maybe. GPT. Maybe. Fun stuff. Yeah. Maybe not. Anywho, we got gigs to prep for. Yeah, got, what are know, we doing here? I got guitars to play and chords to figure out and medleys to to put together. I'll tell you this. I last night I was on TikTok and found this English group is this these four English dudes that do live hip hop covers. So the cool thing is about like if you're doing late nineties stuff is that it's all being sampled from like Curtis Mayfield yeah. and parliament and all that stuff so lots of live instrumentation and it, it was just it they, they did really cool medleys and so i'm definitely going to be scouring through their uh their socials to put some fun stuff together sweet here's my thought and we can we'll, we'll leave it on this being a 90s band there's like there's so much hip-hop in that era that is so iconic but you can't do it at a municipal event uh-huh. you can't like everybody wants to hear that sample for good day by uh ice cube you can't do it so the idea was that maybe at some point during our set we'll be like hey we're gonna play some some music that you guys are probably familiar with but you're here with your kids so we'll just let you fill it out with your imagination while we we go through this and then do like a (laughs) two to five minute medley medley instrumental mm -hmm, of all those tunes yeah i like it i like it we used to do um fight for your right to party oh yeah that one crushed that's normally our encore Ah. so if, if they want us to come back but again, it, it context matters. You're not going to do that. We're not going to do that one at a um, city event. Yeah. But yeah. Bars and that kind of thing. That's the way to go. Right. This is such a fun conversation. I'm glad it got brought up. You know, we can't thank our patrons enough for contributing to topics and stuff. And if you want to be a part of that community, super easy to do. Five bucks a month gets you in. And uh, we're just hanging out. Yep. Just really awesome musicians who are crushing it, sharing what we know. Good stuff. Super fun. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you'd like to support the show, listen to Mike. I don't normally recommend that, but in this case, you should listen to him. Mm-hmm. But I'll go ahead and call it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of March 1st, 2024. Hey, everybody. It's Mike Schulte from the worst name band in America, the Pork Tornadoes. I listen and love this show, and apparently you do too because you made it this far. No one makes it this far, but you did, which means that you owe Adam and Dan. This podcast is free, and you consume it to its fullest. It's time to pay up. Here's three things you need to do. A, you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform. You're already in the app. Click five stars right now. Write some words. Done. While you're there, share this episode to a fellow musician. There's a share icon on your podcast app. Text it to him and say, you need to listen to this. You need to get better. You're not a good musician. This will help you. Two, 
You have to follow them on your social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free and it's the least you can do, but here's where you can really support you. Join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician who wants to take your band to the next level. You have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out, and it's just a great overall community do it i'm serious do it now do all these things or else the pork tornadoes will come to your town book a show the same night as your band at a different bar i'm serious we'll do it 